Excellencies, a Din yoga, ak ahirehetish behore agas kakten ad namuntori arfad, ak nadini at our violence and antas pontus fein. I'm absolutely delighted to be here. Let me always, I have had the great privilege of doing the official opening of this wonderful young scientist and technology exhibition over a number of years. But let me say straight away, I've had also the opportunity of listening to some fine young Irish music, and you should support Irish music. And I think... <laughs> I'm really pleased as well that Their Excellencies, the Ambassador of Great Britain, uh, and, and the Irish Ambassador to Kenya are with us, as indeed I'm so pleased as well that there are representatives from the Dáil and Shannad, and I pay tribute to those public representatives who are supporting science, and particularly young scientists. It seems a very long time ago, but I, when one thinks about how all of this started, but it owes a very, very great deal to inspirational people founded by Father Thomas Burke and Dr. Tony Scott. 54 years ago, in 1965, they had the vision to see the importance of encouraging curiosity, creativity among young people. And thankfully, I had great opportunities that came in of meeting Dr. Scott. When they started, there were 230 entries and there were 5,000 visitors, and they were able to be accommodated in the mansion house. Really, for this year's project, there were 2,031 projects submitted by 4,250 students, and of those, 550 projects were available to go on display here this year. I congratulate all of you, all of your teachers, and all of those who supported you in making not just the 550 projects available, but the 2031 projects, because that atmosphere that is being created by teachers and youngsters, that curiosity is so important. I think that, as President of Ireland, when I've been invited to open this exhibition, I sometimes get the opportunity of going through the long, long list. And I, I did so again, again this year. And the projects are dealing with challenges that face us in health, in social media, in sport and nutrition. And they are of immense value in dealing with some things that I think really will not wait to be challenged, will not wait for resolution. I'm thinking in particular of rural depopulation, of what is happening in, in our society, what is happening in relation to regional differences in terms of wealth and income and participation. But very particularly, it is your generation who are showing enthusiasm for the great global challenges of sustainable development, responding to climate change and migration. And that, for somebody of my generation, is so, so encouraging. You are in, at a more greater degree 
of ethical awareness probably than any other generation. Maybe this shouldn't surprise us. After all, what we are witnessing on our planet is a 4.5 billion year old planet being placed at risk by badly thought out policies that we often haven't had the courage to correct or to face. And the challenges that are now facing us and that I hope that you will engage with, they will require the best of our efforts, new thought, new teaching, new sharing of science and technology. And I think it will also, and something that you are addressing, as I went through the list of projects, I saw how many of you are dealing with, for example, the impact of the new communications technology and social media, realizing that science is never neutral. Science in previous generation has delivered us war and destruction. War is a great failure of humanity. So science and technology, how it is to be developed, how is it to be delivered into our world to deal with global challenges like sustainable development and climate change and the movement of populations, but also at home as our countrysides empty out, as we maybe lose farming as a way of life. How are we to combine ecology, economy and ethics? And if I did have one disappointment in the long list, it is that there are not more projects dealing with the new kind of economics that we need and the necessary combination between ethics and economics. I think as well what is very, very important this year, how pleased it is that we, that we are able to welcome guests from Africa and that I had the opportunity of meeting two young scientists from Kenya and also the Tanzania have been able to participate. I just decided, and with the amount of short amount of time, I kept shortening the speech. That's a promise. But one of the things I said about it was, I must really speak about Africa. And Africa is incredibly important. Do we really realize the significance that by 2050, 2.5 billion people, 26% of all the people alive on the planet, will live on the continent of Africa. That there will be one billion young people representing 38% of all of the young people on the planet. Now there's a challenge. Can we look at that planet and see, can we look at that continent of the young as it will be in your lifetime? Can we really say, should we treat it the way we have treated our planet up to now? And the answer must be no. There must be a new form of economics, a new form of sustainable development. We must be able to see our fellow people on this planet as people that we are in partnership with for the future, rather than seeing it as a problem. And I believe that for Ireland, it is very significant. In previous generations to mine, Irish people went and taught, and many of them were involved in medicine. And some, like your parents, were involved in peacekeeping in different parts of the world. Your contribution to Africa will be to ensure that science and technology without borders will go to the population that needs it without delay, that it will go with a matter of urgency, 
that you will respect local technologies, appropriate technologies, and you will enable us, by getting that planet right, enable us to make great advances in sustaining our, our, our planet. I so want to welcome, therefore, the young scientists, let us say, from Tanzania, who enter the competition, Prosper Lima and Eric Lezan, their teacher, Dennis Samari, and the representatives I met just now from Kenya, Eric Naimwaro and Michael Waraki. I think it is moments like this, young people like yourselves fired with enthusiasm, working collectively, demonstrating the commitment to carrying out a scientific endeavour. That is what gives us all hope. And I think something that's just very important. Looking back at those moments when Tony Scott and others decided to set up this wonderful exhibition. They saw something very important, and that was the great creative and moral instincts that lie at the heart of science. They begin with curiosity among young people, a great sense of wonder, of continually being able to find things out and see things in a different way. Because it was around that time, 50 years ago, that the great C.P. Snow gave a lecture in which he spoke about two cultures. And he said, we must never see science and creativity as opposing cultures. They are of the same kind. They are about wonder. They are about curiosity. And they are about the great, great capacity of the human mind and of the human spirit. And I think this is also very, very important. I think, therefore, the projects that are displayed this year, they're following something that Einstein himself wrote. He wrote, Albert Einstein, science can only ascertain what is, but not what should be. And outside of its domain, value judgments of all kinds remain necessary. It isn't only the discovery, it's what you do with it. And I think, therefore, you are going to be in that generation that will have to answer these questions. Has the continent that I described that will be full of all these people, must that wait, for example, for the results of science and technology to come through multinational corporations? Or must it go because it is necessary now? That is what I mean by saying we must free up the benefits of science and technology for where they are most necessary. And that means that it must get beyond self-interest. We mustn't have to wait to satisfy all the shareholders before humanity is relieved of what it could be relieved of in terms of infectious diseases, in terms of global poverty, or in terms of malnutrition. And therefore, I think what is just wonderful, therefore, Last year, I had the opportunity in November of making a presentation to that great, great Irishman from Donegal, Dr. William Campbell, who became the first Irish-born scientist to share the Nobel Prize for Medicine in recognition of his discovery of avermectin. And as a result of his research, river blindness has been almost eradicated. And that was made possible because the results of his work were able, because of the, those with whom he worked, to allow it to be, implied, to be immediately applied and therefore affecting millions of people. So therefore, it's a wonderful time to be a young scientist. It's a responsible time to be a young scientist. 
There is a great challenge in saying science and technology which have changed our world can change our world for the better, but not just the better for ourselves or those who can consume a product, but for all humanity, intergenerationally, and be able to do so in a sustainable way and to do in a way that will redress great wrongs. I'm so pleased that there are so many dedicated teachers who are year after year encouraging their students in this way. I know there's one school, and they'll know who they are, who have 39 projects in. But I think it makes such a big difference. And I want to thank the teachers. I want to thank the parents. I want to thank all of those who have been assisting, all of the, all of the interests. The projects on this, this on display are not only about the big issues that I mentioned that are unavoidable and with which we must engage. It's not a matter for words anymore in relation to issues of climate change and sustainability, eliminating global poverty. I say at my age, I see it as a great failure that my generation did not end global poverty. I see it regularly as a great failure when we are able to understand migration. I see it as a great failure when we are not able to understand the decisions that are being taken globally. I think 150 years ago, it was important that ordinary people understood what liter literacy was so that they could be represented in Parliament. Your generation must know everything about economics. You need a new literacy about science and its responsibility, a new literacy about economics. And what's more, I know, looking at the projects, the capacity is there to do everything in a new way, and I'm sure that you will do that. And not just on the global issues, but there are the projects that are just so important. There is a project at looking at the effects of the opening of a huge new store on local retail activity. I'm serious when I say we have to realise, if we need balanced, a balanced Ireland in which everyone will participate to the best of their capacity, it needs to be balanced in terms of opportunities and population and services. And that's why you must take back and recover regional economics, which was once popular in the 1970s and then dropped. The old linearity has brought us to a point of danger. So all the new thinking, the new thinking is in the projects that more than 50,000 people will look at during the while this is on. I want to thank you, young people, and all those who assisted with you and the sponsors for making possible for us to see what this new alternative Ireland might be, what this new responsible, sustainable world might be. I congratulate each and every one of you on entering for a start. I congratulate you for also as well those parents who allowed their homes to be turned into mini laboratories. And I also hope, and I know, that coming together as you do, sharing knowledge, anxious to share knowledge all over the world, you are the people who offer us the best hope that science and technology 
will become available to everybody in our planet and give us a better planet. Mila Buikis Barbana, Kurimila Mahake.